Hi, and welcome to Super Anti-Aging Podcast with uh, myself, Steve Halpern. Welcome, my regular listeners, and welcome, new listeners. You know, one of the recent corona headlines is on uh, children. Yes, rare, but children coming down with this uh, cytokine storm, a super anti-inflammatory response. Uh, They're naming... Kawasaki, a rare condition of overreaction, inflammation to a threat. Question. I wonder if these children were put on Tylenol. Tylenol depletes glutathione. Glutathione is necessary for a healthy, normal immune response, especially an inflammatory response. The most overdosed, over-the-counter substances, Tylenol, and Tylenol can cause liver failure. They give an antioxidant and acetylcysteine to make glutathione. For some reason, they don't give glutathione. They should, but they give N-acetylcysteine, a precursor of glutathione, because the Tylenol depletes the glutathione. So I wonder if these children have, since is it considered rare, have G6PD. G6PD, G6PD is a genetic disease that can come in all variations. And one of the results of this is a depleted glutathione system. So maybe that's what we're seeing in these children. It'd be certainly worth running a G6PD on these children. And then maybe since... Uh, Glutathione is part, not part of the pharmacopoeia of most hospitals. Um, they can give NAC and see what kind of response they get. And acetylcysteine by upping the antioxidant glutathione in these children. Certainly, uh, there's nothing to be lost. NAC is very, very safe um, pharmaceutical, and it's also available as an over-the-counter Let's take a ride into the future. And with all the research that I do constantly, I see and predict that medicine is going to hopefully take a whole different tact in the future. The connection between the microbiome, all those creatures living in your gut, now they're not just Bacteria, they're funguses and and bacteria and viruses, a whole community. In fact, there's more genes down there than in a whole system. More bacteria and fungus and whatnot down there than cells in our body. And they're factory, constantly making good and bad things. So what do I see in this aspect in the future? Well, maybe, maybe the gastroenterologists will catch up. And instead of being given a GI drug, you'll be given a probiotic, a specialized probiotic, whether it's a medical prescription probiotic because they've done the homework or an over-counter probiotic that's specifically targeted to whatever's going on with you, and uh, maybe we'll need B12 
besides uh, probiot- advanced probiotic testing or gut testing, which we really don't have yet today. We have some tests, but we really don't understand what all these different bugs on there do. And once we find out, it's going to revolutionize health. I mean, a cross-reference, even even a cross-reference today, if you cross-reference microbiome and coronavirus, you'll see all sorts of uh, interesting articles. And a nice uh, review article I saw was on the microbiome. I mean, I've known this, but it's and it's it's fairly common knowledge among among holistic practitioners. The connection between the gut and the brain, depression, anxiety, ADD, schizophrenia, Parkinson, all seem to have either a proven or theoretical link to the gut, which then ties into your diet, and which then ties into... Let food be thy medicine. <laughs> so feeding the gut is really, really important. And it's probably one of the reasons that the Mediterranean diet has such success. Are you getting fibers in? If you're not gluten sensitive or have a gluten problem, getting in various grains and beans and flaxseed and uh, your fruits and vegetables, you need that fertilizer down there. And then you can explore different types of probiotics. There's so many, and I think the real way to find this out if you're not doing probiotic testing is you just have to experiment and uh, use your body as a tool and see what works. See how it feels. And you can certainly fermented foods and kefir. I like kefir. Most, pro, most yogurts pasteurize and kill many of the active bacteria. Now, there are you know, probiotics, and there is some research that even dead probiotics can do something. So they might be doing something. I don't know. We certainly uh, uh, know that um, you know the leading the leading over the counter remedy board item in pharmacies in the United States today is laxatives. You know, if you go to <clears throat> and look at um, the dietary habits of uh, people who eat lots of you know. Grains and vegetables, and um, they'll often have bowel movements two, three times a day. We don't take in much fiber. <clears throat> Most of us, if you do look at the American uh, dietary surveys. So, yes, focus on your diet. There are programs now, computer programs, diet analysis programs, where you can actually analyze you know, write in and see how much fiber you're getting in, even if you don't want to read all the labels. I think that's absolutely, absolutely critical. Now, 
many, many, many decades ago, I was working at uh, a Pritikin prototype center, and Dr. Pritikin, it wasn't a doctor, he was a businessman who was uh, concerned that he was going to have, uh, I think he had a heart, heart attack at an early age, so he started to do his own homework, and there wasn't the internet, and after doing his own homework and talking to some colleagues and uh, medical people, it wasn't a real mainstream idea. The idea was, well, how about we just take fat out of the diet and give people uh, uh, lots of beans and lots of grains. And Well, he was doing a nice probiotic diet. He didn't understand why. Fruits and vegetables. But the basic concept was take the fat out. We still haven't come to the conclusion of fat, good or bad today. And it depends on which side nutrition table you uh, sit on. And that's a topic of a whole other podcast. But as my daughter says, get to the point. <clears throat> there was no internet. And I was a little bored. It was out in the middle of no place. So I started looking through some medical journals that were there. And a headline editorial in New England Journal of Medicine talked about fish and EPA and cardiovascular disease. This was like 40, let's see, uh, 30, 40, 56, 89, yeah, I don't know, probably 45 years ago. Nothing happened with that for decades. Well, we changed the diet and the people we were taking care of at the center. Uh, the next day, the medical director, we had fish on the, on, on the menu. And for years, there was debate back and forth about fish oils and uh, the benefits or not benefits, depending on who did the study. And epidemiological studies, population studies, certainly showed benefit. But it wasn't a pharmaceutical. It was a supplement. Well, lo and behold, last couple of years, we've had some pharmaceutical fish oil products. And now the studies show positive effects. Well, one of the medical dogmas, dogmas, which I heard for years, you're getting surgery, even minor surgery or it's dental surgery, stop your supplements, especially fish oils and baby aspirin. Oh, yeah? Why? Well, because you don't want to bleed to death. Well, a huge clinical human study on 1,500 people showed just the opposite. <clears throat> the opposite was less bleeding, less infections. People did much, much better on before and after fish oils. So, you'll probably still get this information if you're surgeon or dentist hasn't done their homework and looked up the studies. So, fish oil. Now, let me, let's talk more about fish oil. EPA, DHA, and also what the body makes from EPA, DHA. And they make a lot, a lot of different compounds. In fact, 
I think one day, as we talked about the future of medicine, you know, you go into a psychiatrist and they'll prescribe a probiotic. You go into your internist, <clears throat> your rheumatologist, your pediatrician. They'll all be prescribing, hopefully, specific probiotics, just like they did antibiotics. But now they're probiotics. And hopefully we'll see the same thing with the fish oils. In fact, there's a study now, a human clinical trial going on in England on a pharmaceutical. Well, why does it have to be pharmaceutical? <laughs> we know why. If you've been listening to this podcast, you know why. In the coronavirus, because these compounds, these lipid compounds from fish oil, have been shown to be antiviral and anti have an anti-inflammatory effect. But something really, really else interesting about them work a little bit different than just an anti-inflammatory like ibuprofen or, or those non-steroidal anti-inflammatories. Those certainly can reduce inflammation pathways, but at the same time, some of them have negative side effects, including lowering of the immune system. Well, lo and behold, what the fish oils do, or the compounds from these fish oils, the cosinoids from the fish oils, from EPA and DHA, they clean up the debris. You know, when you bump yourself, and you get, or something, you know, happens, and you get us, because you, you, you can see it visually, you swell up. And sometimes it's red, and if there's a little minor infection there, it might be all red around it, and then hopefully your immune system uh, will kick in and defend you against the infection, but it's still could be red and swollen. Well, these compounds, these acosinoid compounds, and I'll mention another one called resolvins. You can look that one up, Resolvins. They help clean up the debris. Dead cells, inflammatory cells, you know, that were affected by, you know, the macrophages and neutrophils, these immune, uh, uh, I call them, you know, submarines and torpedoes that come in. Well, after, you have to clean up the mess, and if you don't clean up the mess, it's a big problem. Most likely, that's what we see in the pneumonia, the infiltrate pneumonia we see in corona. It's a debris. It's the inflammatory debris from the immune system. So consuming fish oils, is there any negative? No. I think the only negative if they're bad fish oils, <laughs> you know, rancid oils. But maybe those aren't as bad as not taking them at all. Certainly eating fish. But it tends to be a little problematic given the pollution issues that we have, the mercury and the tuna, and certainly I think eating wild sardines, you know, that are that are ocean grown and ocean grown salmon. I think, you know, doing your homework on uh, good fish products is probably a good idea. There are vegetable sources 
of these EPAs, and some people can convert the uh, linoleic acid into the EPA, and certainly fish oils also, by the way, these EPA DHAs uh, can be found in mother's milk. In fact, now this really was a good one that surprised me. Humans lost a gene for vitamin C a long time ago. Almost all species except uh, humans and I think uh, guinea pigs make vitamin C. <clears throat> so if they're stressed, your dog, your cat, your bird will make lots and lots of extra vitamin C, which is probably why it's a good idea to take some extra vitamin C. Because we don't upregulate our vitamin C, we depend on dietary sources, so we have to sort of make up for that gene. Even though it's a little difficult because uh, you can only absorb so much oral vitamin C, uh, maybe the posomal vitamin C, you can, might be able to absorb more. But uh, they, So we lost a gene. They also found an EPA gene that was lost. And that was responsible for making what we now need to get from our diet, which is the fish oils, or the EPA, um, the EPA and the DHA. A, a search will show up so many conditions related to this beyond cardiovascular benefit. Um, everything from, as I said, immune to uh, arthritis to... Uh, to DHA, to brain function. The, the list is very, very, very long. So, you want to get some good fish oils. Do your homework. My recommendation is uh, Life Extension fish oils. They were tested by Consumer Reports. Especially the one I like, the krill and the, and the astaxanthin, another beneficial antioxidant. And you can find it at... Uh, Talking, TalkingHerbals.com. Been around a long time. And I'm going to put a little plug in. I, I started this or supported my brother into doing Howard into doing this a long, long time ago. So I could supply reputable products to my patients. And that's been around a long, long, long time. And if you register there, we'll have your information which we don't share, and you'll be able to order uh, the Life Extension um, fish oils. So coming to the end of this podcast, because I want to um, keep them a little shorter so you can go back and uh, listen again and listen to other podcasts that I've had on this uh you know, other podcast shows I've had, lots of them. And I want to thank you for uh, listening. I want to do one more plug. Yes, one more little commercial, you know. Things are a little tough during this uh, corona economic situation. So uh, I appreciate all the support. If you uh, purchase a product from Talking Herbals, that's great. The other product that I absolutely support and have done lots and lots of homework is broccoli seed, the broccoli seed, Vitalica. You can go to Vitalica supplements.com this is the broccoli seed that was uh, developed and patented for John Hopkins research on cancer and originated cancer but it involves almost every health condition you can imagine 
and it has some very, very potent antiviral qualities. The sulforaphane made from Vitalica broccoli seed um, has been shown uh, to turn on very, very important um, protective genes in the body. And that's really the key. Turn on these gene systems, turn on the anti-inflammatory systems, turn on the immune support systems, support a healthy microbiome, which also the Vitalica uh, broccoli seed does. So if you go to uh, VitalicaSupplements.com, or you can also find that at the uh, Talking Herbal site. So I want to thank you for your time and listening. Hope you enjoyed this podcast. Feel free to send me comments at uh, Vitalica, Vitalica Supplements at gmail.com. It uh, motivates me. This way I know people are actually listening. If you subscribe and uh, you download, it motivates me to do more and more homework, which I love to do. I love to read these studies and try and make some sense out of them. So, uh, you can use them for practical purposes. So again, this is Steve Halpern, and thank you so much for listening.